1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hans Olsen, Scott Gerard. More importantly, though, the voice of the Utah Jazz, David Locke. Kind enough to join us, uh, presented by the Murdoch Auto Group. David, how are you? Hey, David. Utah Sports Broadcaster of the Year, Scott Gerard. I think, Hans, he should be coming out of every break. Hi, welcome back to 1280 The Zone. I'm Scott Gerard, Utah Sports Broadcaster of the Year, along with Hans Olsen, yeah, former only, NFL player. There's only a couple guys that do that, and it gets annoying. Oh. Wow. He's already <laughs> Congrats, uh, dude. It's awesome. No, I appreciate that. Thank you. That means a lot. Coming from you, that really means a lot. Not bad for a little hick kid from Idaho. I know, right? Tell pretty you what. Pretty sweet, dude. I, I, Declo, Idaho's buzzing over this. They're pretty fired up. It was nice. Your son nice might have to be respectful to you for a day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just shooting for a couple hours, honestly. Okay. That's <laughs> cool for like at least a day or two here. I know. I know. Well you deserved, like too, right, release dude? With your name and the title? I mean, this is big time. Do you print that press release out and frame it? Uh, I yeah, we might, we might do that. Yeah. Well, you should. Yeah. It's awesome. Congrats, dude. I that really means a lot. I that I, I really appreciate that. And uh, and again, like I, I, I said when uh, he joined us last week, I appreciate Bowler letting me borrow his trophy for a year. So does nice. it diminish the trophy at all that Tony Jones was honored <laughs> as the writer? I saw that. I'm joking. I, I saw your I'm jab joking. yesterday. That's, oh, I love I love Tony. Tony's a good dude. So do I, you should have seen the the real tweet that I sent to him as a direct message is the funniest one of the day, but I couldn't send it out because people wouldn't get it. Is there anybody more enjoyable to spar with than Tony? Because it's it's really just entertainment in its purest. Well, form. he's just a good dude. So, yeah. like, I think that. Like he and I have disagreed a million times, and it's never been personal. Yeah. Um, and like the one I would say, like here's the best example because you know, like let's go back to the great Kevin Ferguson and P and V. Yeah. Like, so I P and V for those who don't know is petty and vindictive, which is like what my openly admitted I was. So like if I get a disagreement with you about something and I'm right, I am like so likely to email you like 12 months later and be like, hey, by the way. It's, this is I don't even know on Tony because there's no, like, he's such a good dude. You don't even want to be petty and vindictive in the argument. He's a good dude until he can't find his laptop. Oh. Well, I mean, I didn't say he's organized, on time, um, structured, well-dressed. I just said he was a good dude. I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if David's ever heard that story or not. Oh, man, David. Uh, he walked up to find his laptop after it's a summer game, league game, and uh, it, it was not at the table. And he had a uh, he had a deadline that he was trying to hit, and he addressed the security guard as to where his laptop was, and the security guard did not address him in the right manner, and he lost his mind. And Scotty and I, what were we talking to Jason Kidd, weren't we? Yeah, yep. Scotty and I were down on the court talking with Jason Kidd, and we hear. On the this other side of the court. Going belligerent. Oh, so, Scotty and I run over there. I actually ran up the bleachers, tried to get in between the two of them because it was it was, it was was oh, going geez. down. It was going down. Tony could not find his laptop, and he knew that security guard was the last one that saw it, and it was going down. And then uh, he finally – Calmer heads prevailed. 
Just took. I mean, I'm not one who's always had a calm head, including halftime the other night of the Milwaukee Bucks game. Um, so I'm not one to criticize someone who doesn't always have a calm head. Yeah, I love Tony. I've always been a fan of Tony. Well, speaking of Milwaukee, on Friday uh, when Hans and I were on the air, fans were talking about how this all gloom and doom, and then over a weekend the Jazz win a couple of games, including going to Milwaukee and getting a W, and everything's right in the world again. Um, what do you? Uh, what have the Jazz done over the last two games that have really impressed you, and uh, is it sustainable? Well, I mean, the Milwaukee game, they just we showed our our strengths in each of them. So in the Milwaukee game, we just shot it, right? Like, yeah. and Milwaukee lets you shoot it, and we shot it. Like that was what we did. Pretty cool. Um, in the Detroit game, we defended. We played a bad offensive team, and we took advantage. We do that again tonight. We play a if Sexton plays. They're a little better, and I don't know the story. And that was weird last night. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but they literally announced Colin Sexton in the starting lineup, and Colin Sexton was, like, putting his hands under his neck, like, no, 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 I'm not playing. Like, they didn't get it across to the oh, PA announcer. And so Colin Sexton, like, kind of ran out and then circled back and didn't run out, and so – um, then they started Dwayne Dotson, who's been playing really well for them. But Colin Sexton averages like 23 a game. So they need him. Without him, they cannot score. So this will be another chance for us. But, you know, we played Detroit, who can't score, who's not a very good offensive team, and really made them try, you know, didn't give them easy buckets. We had 10 live ball turnovers, which is too many, but defensive rebounding was great. Just didn't break down, made them earn their points. And, when you do that and have Rudy and Derek out there, then we're going to be really good. And so that's what we did against Detroit. Milwaukee, we just banged down shots. Now, the same, you know, some of the weaknesses that caused us problems also showed up because when Detroit started switching, boy, did we get static offensively. Well, David, that was a question that Scotty and I were going to kick around a little bit. Um, what are the Jazz absolutes? And when I say that, just being on a team, you know in a locker room, especially as a football team, you know what your absolute is. You know where you can go and who's going to be a foundation, who's going to answer the call, and, and what play may get the first or what defensive set may get stop the first. So I'm, I, I well, want to know. I, don't know what, I mean, they what, literally have some things that they call absolutes. Like that's a phrase Quinn uses. So it's, you know, back in transition defense. It's no middle defensively. Um but what I'm asking, though, David, I'm, I'm yeah. actually asking 90% of the time, what are the Jazz doing? What what attribute do they have on the court that you can rely on consistently? Not that they're being asked to do, but what do they do night in and night out? Well, I mean, we're shooters. That's This team is built to shoot. So that's, I mean, that's who we are, and that's what we got to do well. Like, we're we're here to shoot. And we got to be able to move the basketball to be able to create the opportunities to get those shots off. Um, but I, I don't think, I don't think there's anything too complicated about it. You know, that's and, and Boyan. You know, we got to hopefully Boyan starts feeling better and Donovan starts hitting his off the bounce shot. That would really open things up. So his catch and shoot game is just awesome right now. Yeah. So it's hard to complain. Mike's been super. Um, so yeah, we're shooters. That's just you know that that that's what we are. We're shooters, and then Rudy defense. David Locke, play-by-play voice of the Utah Jazz, joining us right here on 97.5, 1280 the Zone and the Zone Sports Network. You know, it, it's fun to watch the development of Donovan Mitchell because you, you watch the game uh, uh, when when he goes for 13 points in the first quarter and really sets the tone, and and the Jazz get out to a 20 point lead and. 
and, and it kind of just stays in that in that range for the remainder of the game as he kind of takes a step back and becomes a little bit more of a facilitator throughout the course of the game. He's learning how to pick and choose his spots, and it's kind of fun watching him develop uh, the knowledge of when to, when to take over, when to take a step back. How has that been from your perspective watching him in that in the, in those terms of that evolution of his game? What I really liked about his game the other night was that we had Alex Lundberg, our producer, had a soundbite from Donovan from after the game saying, hey, it's one good game. I was bad the last two nights. It doesn't matter you know, what I do until I start linking good games together. And he came out clearly with that initiative um, and came out in that fa- with that kind of tenacity to his game. And so I liked that, right? Like there's been a lot of games where it feels like he kind of coasts into it. But he clearly came out on this night to try to prove, you know what, I'm here to um, to back up my performance of the other night. And I thought that was encouraging that we saw that kind of performance out of him. And he's going to have to just, you know, read that, right? It's a, yeah. a little bit of a different thing night to night. And, um, but I think the first thing should be like, you know what, if Donovan can get going early because the defense is giving him looks, he should take them and not worry about, what Mike Conley or somebody else is doing. Um, you know, we need Donovan to be quite honestly, we need Donovan to be a tremendous amount better than he's been so far this year. We can be really positive about it, but you know, on the other end, he's, he's not going to line as, as he's had some blips where he's gone to the line a little bit, but if he's, if he's our marquee go-to score, there's an efficiency level that has to be much higher than it is right now with, mm-hmm. with you know, our two, here's the thing. We're six and four, right? Is that right? Yeah, six and four, six and five. Yeah, six, six, six and four, five and four. What are we? Six and six four. Six and four. Six and four. Six and four. Um, we're six and four. Our two offensive players have been borderline best offensive players. Have been borderline bad. It's kind of encouraging. That's a fair. That's a fair point. I think that one area that's been good, especially in wins, has been Mike Conley. And and I want I want to get this point from you. Those two games, the last two games combined, Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley combined for 26 assists, moving the ball around and, and assist numbers all over the place. Have you seen Mike Conley be this active in assists in his career? Uh, in his career, yes. In his Utah run, no, right? He's had his highest scoring Utah game. He's had his highest assist Utah game, and he had his highest rebounding Utah game so far. So, um you know, I think we're seeing him in regards to being a member of the Jazz as a different player. But in, in his career, he's had 17, 15, 14 games. Um, I think that was his – gosh, I don't know if I can do this off the top of my head, but I think my memory from calling the game, and my memory is not good, is that was his 70th double-digit assist game of his NBA career. Does that sound right? Um. I, I, I'll go along with you on that one. Okay, I think that's right. I think it was the 70th. And how many career games does he have? <laughs> I mean, it's... He's played like 13 years, so I mean, it'll be about, you know, it's having about eight a year. Yeah. I think that sounds about right. I mean, he did a lot of scoring in That's why we Memphis, don't do math so on he... the radio. So if, yeah, it's eight, I mean... if, if it's eight a year and he's got two in the first ten, right? he's, he's off point. to a really good clip. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's just doing things we haven't seen. You know, 
Um, he scored, he scored 20 or more, I think five times this year. He did it like seven times, all seven or nine times all year before the bubble. And then did it like five times in the bubble. I mean, we're just seeing him build off of what he had eight games over 20, uh, going into February, uh, after February 1st. And he only had six before, you know, the bubble. Yeah. So, um, and he's had, you know, four or five already this year. I mean, this is just, he's, he's dialed in right now and he's a really good, he's a really good player. And he has, he has figured out what he's able to do. He's hitting that little floater at a high level. His off the bounce three is absolutely fabulous. He has not been going to the rim much. It was a little disconcerting, but then he got to the rim a few times um, the other night. So that was that was better. It was, in fact, I am right. It was his seventieth. Do you think the uh, Jazz are playing a game tomorrow? Yeah, I don't. I'm not with the rest of the media on this narrative right now. Um, I may regret this, but, um, all right. So they built, like, they started the season and it's not as like COVID like just started. They knew it was there, right? Yeah. They started the season and built it with like, they didn't release the second half of the season, right? Like, cause they knew they were going to get a bunch of cancellations. Right. Right. You're right. They, Adam Silver said a million times, January is going to be the hardest month for us to get through. So, like, I get the sensationalism that we all want to play right now, and I agree that it's wrecking some havoc on the league. I don't buy that they didn't anticipate this or are prepared for it. Like, yeah. so I don't think we're about to shut down at all. Um, well, I think we're going to get a bunch of games canceled. And I'm, just, I'm just talking about the game against the Wizards. Yeah, um, I mean the Wizards close practice facility. They yeah. had two more players. Yeah, I mean because I mean, here's I'm... the moment we here's the moment we have to keep an eye on. If we suddenly have cases of being transmitted during games, that changes everything. But like sources I've talked to say that the NFL believes that they had no transmission during games. Yeah. Now I don't know if that's true, but that's what the sources that I've talked to kind of say that the NFL is saying internally. And the NBA, as of this moment, does not seem to have had a transmission. The transmission is happening because, you know, I'm not certain yeah. of this, but let's, like, because guys are stuck in a hotel with no place to go. They're not allowed to go for dinner, and they all get together and play Call of Duty. Yeah. Uh, I think you're spot on. And if you look at the start, look, you start baseball, start of the NFL, start of, uh, you know, uh, of, of, of a lot of these sports, there have been – uh, Rocky starts to it, and they you you adjust your protocols. You adjust what you allow guys to do. You throw the hammer down on a couple of guys that uh, behave badly, and things in in the other sports have kind of straightened themselves out. I mean, the NFL people forget how the first few weeks of the NFL went. It was not pretty, and they plowed through it, and they found a way to make it work. Hey, Scotty, in in regards to your comment right there, there's some breaking news coming out with Kyrie Irving uh, at a recent family party without a mask. And this is what the NBA is saying. If Irving misses any games due to what is ruled a protocol violation, he would be subject to a fine of more than $460,000 per game. One of his seven, one of his 72 uh, or one of 72 games. So 460,000 per game. If he misses games because he did not have a mask on at the family party. That kind of feels like the I'm hammer sorry, Thor. Did Scotty G just say a moment ago, and so the NFL came down hard on a few people to set a precedent? Did you, Scotty? I'm sorry. Did you 
You know, that just reeks of what a sports broadcaster of the year would do. (laughs) (laughs) Totally projected it. Saw it coming. Well, I mean, it's just—I mean, it's just rinse and repeat. I mean, that's just what 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 they've done. And and you throw out a fine like that on somebody, uh, that I don't care how much money you're making, you lose a game check or you lose, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. That gets everybody's mm-hmm. attention pretty quick. Yep. It'll be interesting to see if the players' union goes for that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Wouldn't they have had to agree to it when they started in the season? Didn't the NBA uh, you PA can, and you can NBA? agree to things and still fight it, right? Yeah. Unless you're on video without a mask on, and and in the it's agreement that, right? says if you, if you if you if you break protocol, you're going to miss game checks. I mean, yeah. hopefully it's no. hopefully it's just written straight out. Right. And if there's a picture of him without a mask on at a family party, which it, it's a complete bummer. I mean, he wants to be at this family birthday party, but. I mean, if if that's what the the players committed to, then hopefully it's just written, so we don't have this big long yeah. fight like, and war over it. I'm uh, and I'm pretty unsympathetic on the I want to be at the family bar- birthday party. Uh, like yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you on that one. Like, like wear hey, a mask, socially distance. You're yeah. an NBA player. This is the burden. Yeah. If this is our generation's World War II, I right. think we can we can we can live without going to a birthday party. WWC, baby, that's the way you got to think about it, right? And it, thank God this gen, thank God this generation didn't get World War II because uh, every indication is we are not capable of stepping up like they did. No, nope. <laughs> that was a different generation, my friend. <laughs> right? Like it does not seem as though we were giving up a lot of our lives. Now maybe it's invisible, and so that's different, but it doesn't seem like it. David, we appreciate it. Thanks for the kind words, man. That really means a lot. You're the man. Congrats. Well earned. Thank you. David Locke right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network.